Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Why haven't the results of the sketch contest been published yet? Hey, guys, the results are over here. Frantically, I ran to the results board. Julie Morris, the first place on the list. Phew! Congrats, Julie. You deserve it. You're both pretty and talented. Is there anything you can't do? Oh, how I adore receiving high praises from everyone like that. <sighs> but what's that sound? I turned around and it was just Kate. Normally she'd win for sure, but let's check out her rank. Oh, here at the bottom. It was all because of the school logo in ink on the body of the pencil she used that day. Kate's hands got sweaty easily, so in drawing, the ink stained her hand and she accidentally smeared it all over her paper. Poor you, Kate. But you know what? I'm just simply better than you. Now, all that was left between me and one of the three golden tickets to a design summer camp in Italy was one last contest. There's one problem. This new girl called Ariana. Unfortunately, just so happens to be a talented designer. Julie, are you okay? Miss, Julie fainted. A boy shouted loudly and frantically took me to the first aid room. Yeah, so now here I am. But hey, don't worry, actually. I'm not ill at all. I was just pretending so I could skip PE class to carry out my plan. As I walked into class, I saw everyone buzzing around Ariana's desk. I asked my friend what happened, and she said someone had spilled coffee all over her drawing. Ariana was all panicking and kept checking her watch. She'd still have to redraw it, but time was running out. Suddenly, a voice said, Hey, someone dropped a necklace here. Maybe that's who did all this? Subconsciously, I touched my neck, and... Uh-oh. It wasn't there. Then there was a hand on my shoulder that startled me to turn around. It was Rebecca. Um, if I'm not mistaken, this is yours. Right? She glared at me. Um, um, that's my necklace. But... So how did it end up under Ariana's desk? At that moment, I was so shaken that I couldn't say a word. Luckily for me, Ariana piped in. I think it's just a coincidence. Julie would never do something like this. Everyone agreed with her, saying that a sweet girl like me would never do such a mean thing. It's okay. Rebecca was just confused. That's all. No worries. Ugh. How dare Rebecca accuse me? It's crazy to think we used to be besties. You see, I've known her since childhood, as our parents are friends. But then she grew up and turned into this awful know-it-all. But hey, I needed to put it aside. I had to focus on my own design. Just because I'd sabotaged Ariana's design didn't mean I could let my guard down. It was an anxious wait to find out if I'd made the summer camp list. Though I shouldn't have to be that stressed, as of course, I was in. Turns out, even though Ariana had to redraw in a rush, she still got one slot too. 
but the last slot went to... Rebecca? Huh? I didn't know she was also into fashion design. Anyway, whatever, Rebecca. She was never my match. So, ta-da! Finally, I'm here in Milan, the fashion capital of the world. And guess what? During the summer camp, there will be various competitions, and the best will win a scholarship to the Polytechnic University of Milan. Unbelievable! I've been dreaming about this for a long time. No one was going to stand in my way. The camp was amazing. I enjoyed visiting museums and studying courses in fashion history, choosing clothing material, and cutting techniques. Then, our first test was announced, completing basic sewing skills in the fastest time. Easy peasy! I've even taken some classes on tailoring before, so of course it didn't bother me. Seeing everyone struggling to complete their products, I smiled and confidently pressed the end time button. However, at the same time, someone else hit their button too. Rebecca. Of course, the judges loved my work, but watching them praise Rebecca's work sucked. Ugh! How can someone who has never taken a sewing class be so good? The two weeks of summer camp flew by, but then the last challenge arrived, which would decide the winner. Each candidate got a large piece of cloth, and this is all we would be given, which meant no room for mistakes. Everyone was trying to focus and design with maximum intensity. I glanced at Rebecca, who seemed to almost be finished with the dress. And to be honest, her white dress looked quite simple, but elegant. Suddenly, it got me anxious. Ugh, since when did she become such a pain in the neck? We had a little break at noon, so everyone went out for lunch. Meanwhile, I stayed back a little longer trying to finish the test. I just didn't feel like eating, knowing that my dress was not perfect yet. But only, I wasn't able to concentrate on my design. I kept staring at Rebecca's mannequin instead. Should I do this or not? If anyone finds out, then everything will be over. But if I lose, then my dreams will be shattered anyway. Something inside of me kept urging me to go straight to Rebecca's work and immediately splash ink on that white dress. My heart thudded with a mixture of excitement and guilt. Then I quickly fled the scene. When everyone returned to the room and saw Rebecca's dress, they gasped in shock. Huh? Why was Rebecca the only one not panicking? She calmly took a brush, dipped it in the inkwell, and walked towards the dress. Then she started splashing ink over it. What was she playing at? My question was immediately answered when a very unique ink-patterned dress appeared in front of my eyes. Worse still, the judges' faces lit up when they saw it, and they highly appreciated her problem-solving skills. Um, congrats, Rebecca. You did a good job. Nah, thanks to you, Julie. Let's see who wins. Rebecca sneered and walked away. What did she mean by that? Did she know that I was the one who did it? I was so worried that I tossed and turned all night. Hey, Julie, wake up. You can't be late for the last challenge. (sighs) Oh, hi, Ariana. What are you saying? Uh Uh-oh, hang on. How come it was still the 23rd of July? Had I dreamt it all? But it was so strange. Things actually happened exactly like that dream. The ink incident with Rebecca's dress and her quick thinking to rescue it. Anyways, keep calm. 
I couldn't let this scholarship slide. I couldn't be that girl that lost out on my dream to someone else. <sighs> the shame would be unbearable. After finishing the design, each of us would have a model to present it. At that point, I made a crazy decision. Right before the performance, I quickly followed Rebecca's model to the restroom, locked the door from the outside, then put the out-of-service sign in front of it. When all the contestants settled down to watch the show, Rebecca still didn't turn up. Well, well, maybe she was still busy looking for a substitute model. Give up yet, Rebecca? I was laughing to myself when my thoughts of victory were interrupted by applause and whistles. Huh? On the catwalk? Is that Rebecca? Wearing her own design? Ariana whispered into my ear. Rebecca is stunning. She totally deserves this scholarship, right, Julie? What? How could Rebecca surpass me again? Hey, Julie, wake up. You can't be late for the last challenge. What? It's still the 23rd of July? Hang on. This meant Rebecca hadn't won yet, and I still had a chance. This time, I decided not to mess up Rebecca's dress. Instead, I looked up online some ideas to improve my own design, and I discovered a wonderful design on a fashion blog which was quite similar to what Rebecca was doing. Ha! Turned out Little Miss Perfect was just an idea thief. So I decided to design the exact same dress, and one hour right before the show, it was time to pull the trigger. I reported to the judge that Rebecca stole my idea and claimed myself to be the owner of that blog. But instead of any sign of panic, a smirk lit up on Rebecca's face as she turned to me and said, Game over, Julie. Then she went straight to the judge. I didn't know what she told them, but they disqualified me right after. Excuse me? I couldn't breathe or think or anything. I pointed at Rebecca and yelled, She's the thief. There's something wrong here. Then Rebecca calmly approached me. Nice try, Julie. But your dirty tricks won't fool me. I know it was you that ruined Kate and Ariana's projects. And guess who is the real owner of that blog? Yep, me. I stared at her in shock as she continued to talk about the real reason why she stopped being friends with me. She said it was all because of my jealousy, which had turned me into such a mean girl. Julie, you're beautiful and talented. You need to believe in your own abilities instead of sabotaging other people's work. Don't be that type of person. I woke up sweating. I reached for the phone and... It was still the 23rd of July. Ugh, would this day please be over already? But maybe this was good, as this meant I had a chance to put things right. Lunchtime arrived, and I lingered behind and looked at Rebecca's perfect dress. I hovered my hand over the ink bottle, but then I left it where it was. Sighed, then walked back over to my own dress. So, what happened? Well... Rebecca still won, but you know what? It's okay. I tried my best, I didn't cheat, and, well, Rebecca's dress was a worthy winner. After the competition, I saw some of the other girls congratulating Rebecca, so I walked over and tapped her on the shoulder, and giving her a sincere smile said, I just wanted to say congrats. Your design's amazing. Thanks, Julie. I really love your dress, too. Your stitching was so precise. Okay, so I didn't win, 
but I did learn a valuable lesson. I should always give 100% in what I do, instead of wasting so much time and energy trying to ruin things for other people. Oh, and about that time loop, I put it down to competition stress. I think it must have made me feel like I was stuck in a dream world until I learned the error of my ways. Finally, I've found inner peace and I'm finally out of that dream. I have to admit, I did whoop when I woke up and it was finally the 24th of July. <laughs> hey, that guy over there just asked for your info, the bartender said, which made me turn and look around. Oh, he's gone. As you can see, I'm sitting at the bar of a five-star resort. No, I'm not rich. Instead, I took out all my savings and decided to splurge them on enjoying every single last day left of my life. It all started months ago. I had this constant aching and exhaustion. I blamed work stress, but my symptoms grew worse. Eventually, I went to the doctor and sat there in stunned shock as I heard the words cancer and progressive. The next few weeks were a whirlwind of hospital appointments and treatments. I had chemo, and my lovely long hair fell out. I just felt tired and hopeless all of the time. Enough had I had this. I stopped the chemotherapy, quit my job, and decided to enjoy the little time I had left. The Hawaiian beach is so beautiful. Then suddenly, someone walked straight into me. Ugh, their drink soaked me. I heard them say, Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Oh, hey, you're the girl who sat alone at the bar earlier. I looked up, and wow, he was handsome. I shook my head and insisted it was my fault for not paying attention. After that, he joined me for a walk, and we started chatting. Oh, his name's Blake, by the way. So the next day, I asked him out for lunch. I don't have much of an appetite these days, and the most I could do was staring down at my barely-touched plate. Then I knew I needed to be honest with him. Hey, Blake, I really like you and want to get to know you more, but I have cancer and don't have long left. At first there was a sickening silence, but then he took my hand, and can you believe it? He said he wanted to get to know me too. The next few weeks with him were magical. Then we came back to the city and continued dating. Blake was so amazing and constantly showered me with love. One night after dinner, Blake drove us up to this hill. He said he wanted to show me Orion's belt, and it was so romantic. I didn't want to ruin the moment, but there was something I needed to tell him. Blake, I saw the doctor today. He said that nothing has changed. Although he didn't mention it, I guess I don't really have much time left. My tears streamed down my face. I've had the best time with you. I really do think I love you. Suddenly, Blake got down on one knee and asked me, My darling Lucy, will you marry me? This is the least I can do for you. I was speechless. So I nodded and then held him tightly in my arms. I was too happy. I couldn't help sharing our love story on social media. Soon, thousands of people were liking and sharing it, saying what an inspirational couple we were. 
This was crazy, but amazing. Their support made me feel like I could take on my cancer, the world, everything. I started noticing that Blake was getting a lot of attention from other girls. They knew he was the guy who proposed to the dying girl, so they seemed to flock around him and admire him. Then one day, when we were at the wedding dress store together, I stepped out of the fitting room in this beautiful gown, feeling like a princess. But then I spotted Blake talking to some other girl. She touched his shoulder, and I overheard her say, Your fiancé is very lucky to have you. Then she leaned in closer to him. Blake? I hissed at him. Baby, how do I look? He turned away from the girl and stared at me. Yeah, gorgeous. He awkwardly smiled. I couldn't help but feel terrible. I know he's an attractive man, but he was about to marry me. It was not nice at all having him flirt with someone else at my dress fitting. Still, I tried to put it all aside, as I wanted to enjoy what little time I had left. The wedding was a dream come true. It was such a magical day. Then right before our honeymoon, I went to see my doctor. To my complete and utter shock, he told me, I'm pleased to inform you that you're in recovery. Oh my god. I couldn't believe my ears. I was getting better? I rushed home and told Blake the good news. Only his reaction wasn't what I expected. His face dropped, and at first he was speechless. Then he stuttered, Congrats, honey. Hmm. What did that even mean? Regardless of this, our honeymoon was marvelous. My appetite was back, and I was making the most of it. Yum! Food tastes so good. This didn't go unnoticed by Blake, and he tutted, Can you try chewing more gently? Whatever. I was intent on enjoying my food. When we arrived back home, I moved into his apartment. For God's sake, there were dirty plates and smelly socks everywhere. How could someone so meticulous about their looks live in such a state? I told myself that it was fine. I loved him, so I could learn to love his mess. <sighs> Being alive felt so good. So admittedly, I may have overdone it on the snacks. Cake, meals out, and yeah. I'd gained some extra pounds, so household chores were a bit too much for me. Besides, why should I have to do them? It was his mess. But one time, when I was sick of his stinky underpants everywhere, I asked him, how can a guy who looks like you live in this rat hole? Go clean up. But he ignored me and went straight to bed. And it took no time for his loud thunder snores to follow. What the hell? Where was the kind, charming man I married? Fed up, I tried my best to clean up the place a little bit. I was out of breath and sweating a lot. My head was super itchy, so I took off my wig and scratched my scalp. At that moment, I heard Blake screaming and when I turned around, he was clutching his face in fear. Baby, what's wrong? I rushed to him. Oh, I got it. I laughed out. It was just too uncomfortable to wear this wig, so I took it off. That's all? But look, my hair is growing back again. Shaking, he stuttered. Y you were wearing a wig this whole time? You look terrifying. Well... Yeah, I suppose jagged growing hair made me look quite creepy. <laughs> Shouldn't you be happy for me? I mumbled and forced a smile while trying to put the wig back on. 
Knowing that I was able to live life again was incredible. But living Blake with my moody, uncaring husband, now that wasn't so great. One evening, he came home from work in a foul mood and started shouting at me for not tidying up. I told him I shouldn't have to, as it wasn't my mess. He scowled at me. I single-handedly provide for the both of us. Come home to see you chilling on your huge backside, and you dare talk to me like that? You're the one who needs to get up and work, since you eat double the amount I do. His words hurt, so with teared-up eyes, I said to him, How dare you talk to me like that? Blake was about to say something, but he paused, then just sighed. Look, I'm sorry, babe. I know you're recovering. I sharply stared at him and said, I didn't do anything for dinner, so let's eat out. I was enjoying my rotary chicken. It was so good that I might have taken too big of a bite and it lodged in my throat. Soon I was choking. I couldn't breathe. Afraid, I looked at Blake for help, but he was scrolling through his phone. And to my disbelief, he walked off to the bathroom. I kept thudding the table to call for help, Luckily, a waiter rushed over and hit me real hard on the back, and I managed to spit the piece of chicken out. When Blake returned, I angrily asked, How the hell could you leave me like that? What are you talking about, baby? I saw you enjoying your food. Are you done? Let's go home. Ugh! He definitely knew I was choking. What a jerk! Everything I once thought and expected from him shattered. He was willing to let me choke to death over helping me. The problem was our love story was so famous now, and even though I knew Blake and I couldn't bear each other, the thought of us breaking up and being heckled by others made me feel so sick. I guess I was stuck with him forever. So we had to continue tolerating each other. Then one evening, while I was munching on potato chips and watching TV, my phone rang. It was a strange number. Hello? Are you Blake's wife? Blake's been in a car accident, and we really need you to come here. I froze for a few seconds. Sorry, wrong number, and hung up. My phone rang several more times, but I didn't answer. The guilt started to creep up on me, so I grabbed my bag and rushed to the hospital. The nurse told me to sign some papers so Blake could have his surgery. With a pen in hand, I hesitated. Excuse me. Where is the organ donating section? I asked. My husband is willing to donate if anything bad happens. This is not the right time to ask me that question, the nurse yelled at me. Right at that moment, Blake's parents rushed in panicking. I gave them the papers and sneaked back to the apartment. After that, I thought long and hard about our relationship. It had been so passionate at first, but I realized I didn't love him at all, and neither did he. All our decisions were made intensely quickly, based on the idea that I might die later. We were too stubborn to admit defeat and walk away, and now we were miserable. A few weeks later, Blake came home in a wheelchair, and we both sat in awkward silence. Then I broke the ice. That night, when I choked at the restaurant, Did you ignore me on purpose? Blake answered me with another question. Is it? true you wanted to donate my organs instead of helping me get my surgery? I replied, I'm sorry. That was the only way I could briefly think of to get out of this marriage. He sighed. I know. Me too. I think we're just 
too similar, and that's why we don't work? He paused. I think it's time we put an end to this. So finally, we stopped putting up with each other and filed for a divorce. People on social media were furious and posted a lot of venomous comments, such as, so much for being an inspirational couple, and this screams out scam marriage to me. I decided to close all of my online accounts. Their opinions don't matter anymore. I have my family's support. That's more important. Surprisingly, I'm still friends with Blake. Hey, we went through a lot together, and he's not all bad. I just never want to live with him ever again. <laughs> I even met my current boyfriend through Blake, as he introduced me to him. How funny is that? Sometimes things don't work out as planned, but that's okay. Living a lie just to save a bruised ego is much worse. Oh, by the way, this is my real hair. I am now completely healthy. Remember, you only live once, so make sure you don't waste your time trying to please others, and instead, you embrace life and live it at its best. Oops, still not it. Wow, why do they have an entire room just for shoes? That's mental. I muttered to myself as I closed the door. I swear, that was like the 20th door I'd opened. This place was insane. I had no idea which door would lead to my bedroom. To be honest, I've never been anywhere this lavish before in my entire life. Okay, it's now down to this door or that one over there. Wish me luck. But as I reached for the doorknob, I heard a voice. Hey, what prank you trying to pull on me again? I caught you red-handed this time, Gabby. Startled, I turned around, and, oh wow, there was this super cute guy standing there, looking so smug with himself. So this must be Jaden, the annoying big brother that Gabby had told me about. Only, he didn't seem annoying to me. But, right, I needed to stay in character, so I replied, Um, yeah, guess I was just too busy thinking about stuff that I didn't watch where I was going. Take it easy, bro. Then I immediately fled to the other room while Jaden watched me in confusion. Phew, that was a close one. And wow, was Gabby a princess or something? She lived in a literal palace. Look at her room. Oh, you must be wondering. Yes, I'm not Gabby. I'm Nancy. So how come Jaden didn't realize that I was not his sister? Now, let me tell you, that's one wild story. I was just a normal teenager, living my peaceful life in the Missouri countryside. My family doesn't have a lot of money, so I worked part-time in a nearby diner, so I could save up for college. Yeah, it wasn't perfect, but I knew I was lucky to have my loving family. They're my everything. So, anyway, it wasn't uncommon for schools from St. Louis to arrange trips out here to show the kids what country life was like. And on days like those, the diner could get pretty hectic, and today was no exception. By the time my shift finished, I was a tired, sweaty mess, so I took the scenic route home to unwind. That's when I heard this girl screaming for help. She must have slipped and fell into this ditch. I quickly found a big branch to help pull her out of there. Then she brushed the dirt off her as she said, Thanks. 
but as she looked up at me, OMG! We both jumped up in such a fright that we almost stumbled back into the ditch. She looked exactly like me. I pinched myself to check I wasn't hallucinating or something. I mean, I was super exhausted from work. We stared at each other gormlessly for a bit. Then she suddenly reached out her hand and slapped me. Ouch! I raised my eyebrows at her, and she just grinned back. Oops, sorry. Just checking this isn't a dream. That's when I saw it. Her bracelet. The pendant on it was a strange shape. A strange shape like mine. I held out my wrist to slot my bracelet's pendant into hers, and it formed a butterfly. What's more, carved on the back of it was our birthday, November 3rd. Oh my god, no wonder why. I always asked my parents why they bought me such an ugly bracelet. Turns out it was two halves of a hole? She shrieked. So, do you think we're... twins? I was still in shock, but I managed to mutter out, Must be. She excitedly clapped her hands together, then pulled me into a hug. She said her name was Gabby, and her field trip was so dull that she wandered off, then ended up lost and stuck. Then I told her about my loving family, and she told me about her city life. I thought her life sounded awesome, but she didn't think so. Nah, it's seriously so boring over there. I just want a happy, drama-free life like yours. It makes sense now. I see why my parents love my brother more than me. I'm obviously adopted. But, hey, at least you have your friends and get to go to a good school. School? That's the worst part. I hate it. Then she paused and turned to me. Nancy, I have an amazing idea. How about we switch places? This was crazy. An hour ago, I thought I was an only child, and now I was staring at my twin. Gabby seemed adamant switching places was the best idea ever, as I'd get a taste of the city life while also helping her ace her upcoming exams. This did sound tempting. I mean, it wasn't every day your long-lost twin appeared and offered you the adventure of a lifetime, right? We didn't have much time to discuss it anymore, so we quickly switched clothes, phones, and further instructions about anything else would be discussed later over the phone. Then, I showed her the way to my house, and I headed toward the crowd of noisy students lining up for the bus back to the city. Suddenly, a girl tapped me on the shoulder and in an annoyed tone said, Er, uh, where have you been? Blonde hair, a pink hairband, and wearing a choker with a heart pendant on it? Yep, this must be Katie, Gabby's best friend. I followed her onto the bus, then yawned and told her I was exhausted. I feigned sleeping for the duration of the journey back so she wouldn't start any more convos with me. So after that, things went by smoothly. Until I got home and didn't know where I normally sleep at. But it's okay now, as I'm safe in Gabby's bedroom. The butler did knock on the door to ask me to come down for dinner. I know, the fact they have a butler is crazy but I just lied that I'd eaten loads on the field trip. There was no time for food now. I needed to learn as much as I could about these people. I searched her room and looked through her yearbooks, family photos, anything. I thought I was ready to go to school as Gabby tomorrow, but, well, as if it was that simple.
The next morning, I nervously came downstairs to go to school, and of course, I had to face the entire family now. Upon seeing me, the small talks all came flying at me. How was yesterday's trip, dear? I managed to mumble out, Um, it, it was all right. Then suddenly, a hand rubbed my hair. Hey, I'm taking your PB&J, okay? You won't eat it anyway. I turned to look and saw him grinning at me before he headed outside. Oh gosh, I thought I'd melted into a puddle. He's so cute. I just wanted to follow him, but then Dad cleared his throat. Gabriella, can we please make it a day free of complaints from your teachers? Oh God, Gabby, what had you possibly done? I gulped back, nodded in response, then hurried out of there. I awkwardly lingered in front of the mansion. This was the spot where the bus dropped me off yesterday, so hope this was how it worked. Then suddenly, a scary-looking guy pulled up on the other side of the street and yelled at me. Babe, what are you doing? Get in. Me? I was his babe? Oh, so he was Dylan, my sister's boyfriend. I walked over and reluctantly climbed on the back seat. Hey. What's wrong? Are you still mad at me for letting you go on the field trip alone? Come on, you said it was okay. I didn't know what to say to him, so I stayed quiet and stared out the window. Come on, babe, I mean, this is dumb. We both know how sitting in the back always gives you travel sickness. Gosh, I really needed to say something to shut this guy up, huh? No, it's totally fine between us. Um, it's just that I feel a bit under the weather. I need a little rest, that's all, and it's more spacey here. Well, that seemed to quiet him down, but I kept on catching him giving me odd looks in the rearview mirror. Look at him! Ugh! Gabby and I might be twins, but our tasting guys couldn't be any more different. Dylan looked like the bad boy type. Green hair, a nose ring, and drove some flashy sports car, while I prefer sweet and funny guys, like Jaden but I didn't want to accidentally ruin my sister's relationship either, so when we got to school, I had to give him a peck on the cheek to make sure that we were cool. Yuck, his cologne stank. Luckily, I met Katie in the parking lot, so I followed her to class. Things were going great, at least they were, until we got to Spanish class. The teacher, Mrs. Harrison, gave me this judgy look right from the moment I walked in. Turns out, Gabby hadn't handed in her homework, and she spent the whole of the last session painting her nails. Mrs. Harrison demanded to check my homework today. Well, of course, I didn't know I had homework. So, in a disappointed voice, she said, Gabby, it's been two years and you still don't know how to conjugate any single verb. Are you proud of that? Suddenly, I heard Katie whisper, but at least she knows how to dress, Mrs. Harrison. Your sweater looks like it should have been thrown out two years ago. Then some of the class giggled. Oh my god, Katie? That was so rude. But luckily, the teacher didn't hear that. I quickly apologized to Mrs. Harrison and told her to just give me a pop quiz to make up for my missing homework. She did. And to her, and the whole class's total surprise, I slayed all the questions. After class, I told Katie that her comment about Mrs. Harrison wasn't cool. Laughing, she replied, Jeez, why are you so uptight today? 
but on seeing my unfaltering expression, she quickly changed the subject. You've still got to help me with the plan, okay? You promised. She winked at me. What? What plan? In confusion, I faked a smile at Katie. Oh, don't you worry, girl. I got it all set. That night, Gabby called me and we updated each other on our first day. Things went better than expected. Apparently, she loved it there, and she felt so warm and connected with mom and dad, and she was sure that they were our real parents. She also enjoyed feeding the chickens and apple picking in the backyard. However, she did almost get me fired from work, as she didn't know how to use the oven, but she managed to charm her way out of it. I told her how I'd handled the Dylan situation and made peace with Mrs. Harrison. But, oh, Gabby, Katie did mention to me about some plan? What is it? Oh, yeah, I promised to set her up with Jaden. I guess you'll have to carry it out for me now. My heart sank as I said, Jaden? As in, your brother Jaden? Yeah, now not biologically. It's no wonder I just couldn't get along with him. Not like us, right? I forced a laugh and changed the subject. But, oh no, Jaden was far more suited to me than rebellious Katie. But, okay, this was Gabby's life, so I needed to make sure I didn't mess it up. And maybe, when this twinning truth broke out, I'd get my chance with Jaden. For now, we agreed to continue living each other's lives. I suppose it was pretty easy, seeing as all Gabby seemed to do was hang out with her friends and avoid doing her homework. The only part I didn't like was setting Katie up with Jaden. And that's when things got complicated. Will we ever tell everyone the truth? Or this life swap is too much fun to stop? Stay tuned for part two to find out. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.